Welcome to College Football Roundtable, your source for college football coverage, including major storylines, playoffs, can't miss game previews, and picks each week. Join your hosts, Dan, Rob, and Jordan at the roundtable for a show unlike anything else. As for Football presents the College Football Roundtable. To the Michigan faithful, congratulations on a hard-fought win over the Washington Huskies, 34-13. Michigan secured their first national championship since 1997, and uh, that's been a while. Uh, we're here to run down our impressions of the game and thoughts on the semifinals and the championship, but we have to give credit where credit is due. The Wolverines were able to, to package together a decent season after all the distractions and win the national championship. What's up, Trash Talkers? Welcome back to the College Football Roundtable. Or if you prefer, you can still call it Ring Knocker Radio. It's Ring Knocker Radio for sure today. We're waiting on Joe. Hopefully, it will pop in. If not, uh, you've got Rob, your host in Fayetteville, North Carolina here, and then you've got Dano Ikebesa in Coastal Connecticut. And Trigger Joe is probably still running around uh, the state of Michigan celebrating the victory. And uh, Mark- Has he had a shirt on since <laughs> since they won the game? Has he put a shirt on yet, or is he still just running around with a beer in his hand going, yeah, you know, it's probably because uh, he's probably waiting on that national championship shirt to get in the mail. That's probably what we're not here. <laughs> rolling our faces, but I'm sure we'll hear about it next year as well. Uh, this is no longer breaking news. However, uh, Nick Saban is retiring from Bama. So uh, quick thoughts on that. Who do you think is a front runner for that, uh, that new gig? And uh, you and I talked about it offline, but uh, what are your thoughts on the new Bama coach? I, I told you, man. It, this is going to be one of the greatest ironies in college football history, but uh, Lane Kiffin is the obvious choice. Um, not that I necessarily think he'll have the same kind of success that Saban had, because, like, how could anybody? But I think, one, that he'd take the job, and that's that's not a small part of this. And two, I mean, he has the pedigree with the Alabama faithful to get an offer after a couple of folks quietly turn Alabama down. Um but man, salary aside, trying to fall with Nick Saban in Alabama has got to be one of the most unforgiving jobs in American football history. Like, I just can't imagine walking into a, a tougher situation in terms of expectations. I mean, consider six weeks ago, Bama fans were ready to, like, roast Saban on a spit, and, and they made the college football playoff. Like, it's they won the SEC. Like, it's nuts. You, you and I were saying, you, know, you actually said, well, they had a down season. Like, if, if your metric for a down season is one loss, SEC championship, but we didn't make the, the actual championship game, that's a tough gig, man. That's yeah. tough. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be rough. I know, you know, rumor floating around, you know, they said Dan Landing or Landing from Oregon went out there. He actually uh, stayed. I know there's a couple of announcements on, like, everything on social media was popping off and all the you know, sports websites. He stayed at Oregon. I know that uh, Marcus Freeman was in the conversation as well from uh, Notre Dame. He might, I, I mean, he's an interesting choice, but like, I'm not impressed with him as a coach. You know what I mean? Like, you, you've got Notre Dame, you can't recruit, and you haven't, you know, really represented that brand very well. And going into Telescaloosa, that's going to be a much, much difficult, more difficult road. So it'll be interesting to see. And you know, while we're here, uh, the other things in the in the coaching carousel in the NFL is going through some changes as well. Oh, so you're yeah. Pete, Pete Carroll is stepping down. Uh, man, 29 seasons of coaching for Bill Belichick. He's been at the the 24 years with the Patriots, and he's leaving. So 
amazing. That, that's a huge gap. You know, like I think, you know, one could make the argument that Bill Belichick is the greatest of all time, at least in modern era coaching, for sure, uh, with the number of wins with the same team and the number of championships. But it's going to be uh, like they've got a long road to hoe to figure out who's going to replace a guy that's uh, won that many games. And I get it. A 4-13 and season, we get most coaches fired. We get that. But uh, interesting moves on the coaching carousel, we'll see. But like I said, my initial my initial gut thought was that uh, Dan Lanning probably made sense because he's in the coaching tree of Saban because he worked with Kirby. But uh, I, I think we're going to be surprised, and they have to make an announcement like at least by Saturday or Sunday because it hurts recruiting the longer that, that job stays vacant. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah, and you know, Alabama recruiting is always in a knife fight. I mean, at, at the end of the day, it, it does sort of come down to who's got the biggest bag of, you know, McDonald's cash that yeah. you can hand to those kids under the table. But, um, and, and yeah, Bama's been competitive on that scale for a long, long time. Yeah. But, and we could talk yeah. about, we, we could talk about it. It's definitely an off season show, but like the, the transfer portal has been, is burning down college football right now. So like if we're a college football fan, like, we could talk about the transfer portal, but I just don't think it makes any sense right now because there's so much movement right now. But I can yeah. tell you that teams are fixing their problems. Like at after the loss to Michigan, everybody thought Ohio State was done. Their starting quarterback transfers out in you know less than two weeks. They get the the former starting quarterback from K State is now their starting quarterback, and the number one running back from uh, the SEC is now their starting tailback. So that's yeah, and both of these guys have just recently transferred in. So, like, we will definitely have to do an off-season show probably after spring ball to talk about yeah. the transfer portal and everything else because, like, it's going to have to hammer itself out before we even even imagine because it's insane. Well, like I told you, I personally had, I had made the decision to take a month off um, from the December 15th to January 15th, and it's been really hard to stick to that just because the shit is crazy. Like, it's nuts. You know, we had the whole, even this isn't the Army show, and we're going to talk about it eventually, but, you know, you had the whole thing with Army's new offensive coordinator. Navy's got a new offensive coordinator. Like, the coaching carousel. And then you you have Saban and Belichick retire. You're going to kick off a whole other round of coaching carousel. So, um, yeah, it's, it's there's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's going to be crazy. And, like, you know, if you scroll through 24-7 sports, like there's dudes that are enrolling right now. They're getting that early enrollment so they can be available yeah. for spring ball. And you're looking at it, like like I said, we could do a whole other show on this, but uh, we're going to forego that. And let's talk about a little bit of uh, Patreon. So if you like Astro Football and you want to support our coverage of Army Sports and the American Football Conference, which we're going into next year, we can use your help through Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash abs as for football to learn more there are links on our website at the yearling level you get weekly games and locks of the week at the cal level you get uh that plus our scouting report and at the first level you get uh exclusive access to the first club which is our private uh, facebook group for our top level patrons uh this is the best place to talk about army sports and college football in general because we're all super fans we really try hard to keep it positive it's a private group so what happens there stays there and firsties also get access to live recordings like this one so they can interact with the show the reality of it is is we spent a lot of money over the past year to improve uh as for football in general, uh, we are now in StreamYard. We're using Podcastle AI to improve our sound quality. We've given regular recording time so folks can join us live, and all that stuff takes time and money. That's why we need your support. So 
If you are interested, go to askforfootball.com and click on the Patreon button and sign up today. Yeah, the takeaway is definitely, if you like Ask for Football, there's more Ask for Football out there to be had. Um, you know, I said I took a month, I said I wanted to take a month off, but I really only took two weeks off from the first club and I'm back in there every day now. So, yeah, go figure. Yeah, and the other, the other part of it is we've expanded coverage, so we're bringing on uh, Omar and of course, James is working pretty hard on ask for baseball and ask for lax. So we're trying yeah. to get as much as much coverage as we can for Army sports, even when it's not football season. So it's not just ask for football; it's ask for Army sports, basically. So if you want to uh, participate, you know, please dive into it. The- it helps. It help help us help you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're trying to make it easier for you to find Army sports coverage from Army fans, and it's much, much easier coming to us than other folks, but uh, we'll leave it right there. So, Dana, what are your thoughts on the semifinals and the championship game? I mean, the semifinals already feel like a lifetime ago. I can't even remember what happened in the Washington-Texas game. Um, you know, I, I thought the Bama-Michigan game was a good game, but Michigan was was definitely the better team. Uh, you know, considering the last few weeks, the way the last few weeks finished, like, now, with the benefit of hindsight, it seems clear to me that there were three teams that were better than the rest of the country. And Michigan, obviously, uh, plus Georgia and Alabama, were at another level. I understand Bama lost the game to Texas early in the season, but, yo, football teams change. You know, just losing one game early in the season and staying tight with USF for three quarters, like, you cannot put too much stock into that. At the end of the day... Wins and losses matter, even when it's they have crazy stuff happen. So, um, I will say too that I don't think Florida State realized this is a little off topic, but I don't think Florida State helped their case much by no showing the Orange Bowl and just getting dog walked. Yeah, like that was that was yeah. After, after that, I was like, why are you not in the CFP? Behold, here you are, sixty-three to three. Like anyone yeah. here? Well, they had a bunch of their they had a bunch of their team opt out, like. Guys at the portal, dudes were not dressing, you know, and and I get it. And I know that's one of the things that like when you when you hear all the prognosticators about college football around the sport, they're talking about how, you know, something big is going to happen, particularly with like NIL and the postseason play, because ESPN lost a boatload of cash on the bowl games this year. Like the bowl games were were not very good. As the bowl games, yeah, they actually came across as exhibitions that don't matter. You know, I normally love bowl season, but you had kids sitting out in like group of five bowl games. You know, it was it was crazy. Yeah, I think yeah, Frank Harris retired from UTSA. Like, <laughs> you know, but but really, like when you don't even have Frank Harris, like that. Yeah, that when, that bad. Yeah, when a guy like Frank Harris, who's played that long in college football, doesn't want to play in the bowl game. Like, yeah, that's that's bad. I understand the guys like developed a series of injuries over the course of seven years of college football. Like no issue with him retiring from the sport. I do wish him well with the rest of his life, but yeah, I mean that, that, that bowl game, I didn't watch it. Like yeah, you could at least, you could at least suit it up one more time, even if it was just as a backup, you know, or it, take, take the first series or whatever. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. Like I would really like to wish Joe was here so we could get his, his take on everything, but, uh, it's probably going to be a lot of go blues and, and, uh, to the victors. So I, I will say I thought the actual championship game was kind of disappointing. Like Michigan came out and they, you know, that first drive would they run seven of their first nine plays were runs and they gained something like eleven yards per carry. It's yeah. like, oh Lord, this is gonna be an awful game. Well, yeah. the set the, yeah. yeah. I'll I'll get into it. But I will say Go that, ahead. 
the semis were significantly better than last year. I will say that. Uh, I'm concerned right now that uh, the ESPN and the quote unquote power conferences are getting too close. I mean, the SEC and the Big Ten in particular. Like, I don't know if you were watching the game, but like, there was a moment in the championship where they cut to the Michigan fan boxes, and you had basically everybody that's on the ESPN broadcast crew that's not calling the game yeah. is in the booth at Michigan. And it's like, yeah. all right, guys, look, you know, yeah. at least have some type of partiality. Like if you're on the field or, you know, the only people that should be on the sidelines are the sidelines reporters, like everybody else, buy a damn ticket, you know, or ESPN and you can't afford a booth, like, holy smokes, you're hosting, you know, the college football playoff, get your hosts, a freaking booth man like i understand desmond howard hanging out with the michigan guys because he's a michigan guy like he graduated yeah there. yeah it absolutely yeah. makes perfect sense but when i see lee corso stephen a smith jess sims and all those other people that are you know on the sidelines or habitually covering college football on that side you knew what the weight of what espn wanted at least based yeah. off of where they're you know based off of where their casting crew was and that and that's just not a good look you know and and i will tell you I'm getting to the point and, and, you know, I'm going to say it now. If I'm wrong, great. I hope I am. But Kansas City will be in the Super Bowl this year. You know why? Because of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. It's putting butts in seats, so they're going to figure out a way to make that happen. And I've been saying that for yeah, I no, I don't. I don't know about that one. I mean, I, I get why the uh, why the league might want that, but um, we, my my family has declared for the Bills. I think they definitely have uh, the best team. They're definitely better than any team in the NFC. We'll see what happens in the AFC, but I think that they're better than the Chiefs. Ooh, you know, yeah. For Interesting the, finish to the pro season. Yeah, and, and like I said, I, I've always, I've always been that. Like when I started, really start getting skeptical of uh, the NFL was the year of nine eleven. The Patriots win the Super Bowl, and I was like, all right, come on, guys, this is a little on the nose, right? And then the year that Jerome Bettis rushes for like two yards and a touchdown, he gets the the Super Bowl MVP in Detroit the year he retires. You know, it's like, like for me, that was that was it. And then you know, the final nail in the coffin w- was Colin Kaepernick. Without going too too far down that line of questioning, but like literally, those were the markers that kind of like that was my slow degrade and walk away from professional football just because those things were happening. And yeah, that was that's another story. That whole Kaepernick thing is another story. I I probably have a different take on it than you do, but um. Anyway, yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll leave. I don't, I don't hate Kaepernick. I think he's got an interesting gig that I wouldn't mind having myself. But that dude hasn't wanted to suit up in quite a while. Yeah, and and that's true. But the 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 other part of it is is like, you know, from a from a perspective of wanting to do something positive. Like you had 160 million reasons to stay in the NFL. And then you could have had a lot more impact with $160 million than you could, you know, making a uh, YouTube video or not YouTube, a Netflix special that got roasted by everyone. But moving on, speaking of getting roasted by everyone, uh, the only other really com- the other big comment that I had about the, the, the game itself and the championship was the ACC crew, man, like, I thought those refs were terrible. Like, they were terrible. Like, I get it. There's a whole lot of holding. There's there's always holding in, in college football. There's always sure. holding in the NFL. Sure. However, when I watch an offensive tackle from Michigan pick a dude up and push him into the end zone, like, how did he pick him up? 
he was holding his jersey, like throwing a flag, you know what I mean? And it was like, it was very, very obvious because the running back like Moran passed that whole situation. And then when I shut the TV off was when I saw the phantom call, when, uh, you know, Michael Penix finally has a great pass. It's 44 yards down the field and like, oh, holding. And then they show the replay and they zoom in and it's like, the dude didn't touch him. And you're like, okay, what is going on here? And at that point I was like, okay, these guys suck. You know, and again, hand checking I'm cool with, but there was a lot of offensive and defensive pass interference the entire game that was not getting called. And it's like, hey, if the ACC referees were that marginal during the season, that's probably why Florida State was 13 and 0. You know, so that, <laughs> you know, another, you know, just another ding on that league for this season. But uh, like I said, going back to taking it to the top, man, I've said it all year, and I know Joe's not here to defend him, but I will say finishing your college career 27-1 is a remarkable stat for J.J. McCarthy. However, the championship game proved to me that he is the single greatest game manager in the history of Michigan football. Because So? No, and what I'm saying is like, yeah, congratulations, the dude won, but they're not trying do not try and make him try and make comparisons to other great quarterbacks from other great programs because JJ McCarthy is in a class by himself. Because look at it this way: if they would have ran the ball the rest of the first half, it would. Oh yeah, like, it would have been sixty to sixty to nothing. Absolutely, and I thought that too. And for some reason, the offensive coordinator was like, "Hey, let's let JJ throw." Like for what? You realize there was a stretch in the game where he missed nine passes. Like that's not winning, right? Like like. I, well, I agree with you there. I mean, you're running for nine yards a clip, and in the second half or second quarter, you're only running for four yards a clip. Four yards a clip? Let them get the job done. Yeah. Then <laughs> you don't need to, you don't need to break the game open. You know, when you look yeah. at like, and when you look at his stats over the course of the year, like he's the he's the number thirty five passer in FBS. So of all the quarterbacks that played, he was number thirty five, which isn't bad, but that puts you sure. at the you know you're at the bottom of the top basically, the bottom of the top third. You know. He had 22 passing touchdowns, most of which were very short ones, which is fine. You know, that's like game management. Again, it goes back to that. But in the championship game, you're 10 for 19, 140 yards, no TDs, no picks. Like, that is a below-average performance for a guy that everybody keeps hyping up as this stellar quarterback. You know, even to me, the the worst play of the game for Michigan's offensive coordinator, again, second quarter, fourth and two, they decided to go for it. And I'm like, like, and I guess there was like two minutes left in the in the first half or something. And I was like, obviously you go for it because you're up 10-3 or 13-3. I forget exactly yeah. what the score was. And obviously you go for it because if you get another touchdown there, the game's basically over. Yeah. And then you're you're in the first first quarter, dominant running game. Second quarter, still very good-looking running game. And they throw on fourth and two. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, well, I can tell you what it was. Somebody was like, hey, let's make J.J. a hero. There's no reason to. Like the whole yeah, other team. I know. Yeah, you're blowing these dudes off the line on every play, and you need two yards. Like, yeah, this is not complicated. Hey, put in two tight ends, run it down the, you know, run it down the field. Yeah, like, I, and that I didn't understand at all. Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't understand, I didn't understand that either. You know, not a hot, you know, again, not a hot take. I've said it all season. I think JJ is a is a game manager. I don't see him. I think he will mature into a great professional quarterback. I don't think he's ready for the NFL right now, but I think he's going to go. You know, if you are the number 35 quarterback in college football, it's asking a lot to have an impact in the pros. 
not saying it's impossible. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, we were just talking about Josh Allen a minute ago. I don't know if I would have put Josh Allen higher than the top 35 quarterback when he was taken in the first round. And yeah. like a lot of people, I was convinced he was going to be a bust, but you know, the old great no. career got the bills going the right direction. So um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's just weird because like, if you look at, if you look at a guy's last game, that's usually never an indication of how well he plays, you know, in the pros, like CJ Stroud looks like a monster, man. Like that, like he's, yeah. As a rookie, he's going to be one of the best rookie quarterbacks. And when he was phenomenal in college, like he was phenomenal in college, yeah. he was the reason they were winning games. Yes, he was. He was. You know, I think I think we're going to see something similar like that if Shador Sanders, you know, comes back healthy next year. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, you know, credit where credit is due. You know, Michigan pulled pulled it, put it together. You know, won the game, and again, it was a, you know, it was that a Ryan game was. I mean, yeah. run the football, play defense. It's not complicated. Yeah, like uh, again, like Michigan should have went in with the Army formula, right? Hey, yeah, got the, <laughs> they got this quarterback that can throw dimes all over the field. Let me just run the ball and keep him off the field. Like I want the most lopsided time of possession in the history of lopsided times of possession. But uh, again, to their credit, I, I think you know they were able to overcome a whole bunch of adversity. Some of it mostly internal. Because I don't think, you know, the external stuff was going to get to him this year. I still think the team last year probably was the better team of the two. If, like, if you're looking at Michigan 2023 versus Michigan 2022, I think the Michigan 2022 team was better, but they just didn't execute as well as this team did. I don't know if I agree with that. Because a lot, well, a lot of the parts and pieces were the same. I mean, I I don't, it it was a lot, last year was a lot different. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I thought that they kind of handled Ohio State this year in a way that they didn't last year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know, but Ohio State probably wasn't as good this year either. So who knows? Yeah, that's fair. We'll we'll see what happens. But uh, Dan, if you don't mind, yeah, man. If you have uh, watched this show or listened to us on the radio before, you will know that Craig Oxane is uh, the vice president of presidential lending for Draper and Kramer in Chicago, and he sponsors this show. Friends, he is a member of the West Point class of 1994, licensed to lend in all 50 states, based out of Chicago, one of the biggest VA lenders in the country. This guy actually specializes in lending to veterans. Uh, Why is that important? Because if you're watching this, you're probably a veteran. And uh, also because this mortgage process is super confusing. You've got interest rates moving all over the place. you got all these crazy fees, dealing with lawyers. Like, it's not the time to deal with some clown who just wants to make a buck off of you. You know, deal with somebody who actually cares that you can pick up the phone and call and he'll actually answer. You know, not a call center, not some random big box bank, mindless website, whatever. That's what Craig is going to do for you. And this is how the West Point Network functions, right? Craig is helping us stay in business here at As for Football. And we're trying to help you get the best deal on a mortgage that we possibly can by introducing you to the very man you need to meet if you're trying to buy or refinance a house. Plus, Craig does not charge lending fees for veterans. That's a huge savings, like 1300 bucks. $1,300, bucks. get that money. So, Craig Oxane, Vice President of Residential Lending. Check him out. Link's on our website. Just go to askforfootball.com. Click the little link. Fill out a questionnaire. You'll be talking to Craig in a you know, couple of hours. Like, it is too easy, and, and and that's good because, like I said, this process is confusing and stressful. you got a lot going on. You know, don't worry about your mortgage broker. That's, that's all I'm trying to say. You know, let us help you on that one. Yeah, for sure. All right, thanks, Daniel. Hey, so we're going to run down the bandwagon sports real quick. Uh, so it looks like Matt took home the the title this year. Uh, 
He can't. He managed it pretty well this season. He has 128 points. He killed us with 32 away wins, which is pretty good. Dave G came on strong at the end of the season. Came in second place with 170 points and 28 wins. You and I came in fourth, so third, third and fourth. I guess not bad. I mean, for the Rickles League, that that's actually pretty good. You know, seeing the number of people that we had in there, but uh, we didn't have terrible picks. Matt and Dave were just better, but. Uh, Hey, we'll appreciate that. We got to get the the strap in the mail to Matt here shortly. Yeah, I definitely do. It's it's been sitting here on my desk for like a month, and I and I it's and I even have his address. Like I was like, hey, send me your address, and I've had his address for a month since like right after the Army Navy game. So I, I got to get that done immediately. Yeah, for sure. But in short, short show. Not a whole lot of college football to cover, but uh, we definitely will be heading into the offseason. Hey, if you're not a fan of, uh, if you haven't paid attention to anything that's going on with the Army sports, please jump on Ask for Football and check out. There's a whole bunch of other podcasts and everything else that are out there, but we try and give you the homer's view of Army sports if you can, if you, well, if you can realize it. Go ahead. If, if I could just, you know, you got lacrosse starting in about uh, a little less than a month. Baseball has, they just released their schedule. Um, you know, we're talking about doing more as for baseball stuff. So it's it's an interesting, interesting season. Uh, I have a the template for an as for lax article on my in my notebook right now that I, I just need to sit down and like work through. Um, it 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 should be an interesting season. Uh, there's also you know the the uh, I think it's USA Lacrosse just put out their season preview for Army Lax, which looks was was like a really good article and better than anything that I personally had read or even considered writing. So um, anyway, there's that. I'm kind of rambling. No, no problem. It, but bottom line is we're, we're yeah. getting to the end of the college football season. College football is a wrap. This is the last show. Again, shout out to Michigan. Hail to the victors. You guys are the national championships in 2020 or national champions in 2023. Thanks for checking us out. Uh, we will probably do a spring ball show. Uh, yeah. Be on the lookout for be on the lookout for like interviews or any other things that we might get because occasionally we get uh, some of the army uh, coaching staff or some of the the athletic department will pop on to the show. But we'll make sure we'll give you a heads up before that happens. Uh, we will definitely talk transfer portal the next time we come back. But again going to wait until spring ball because there's so much movement going on right now. It is insanity. And uh, really the biggest thing is, uh, you know, taking the time to take a breather for a little bit because uh, yeah. it's a pretty intense, you know, it's a pretty intense run from, from August until January. And so uh, we try and give you the best coverage that we can. And, and when we get a chance to take a break, we take a break because uh, we know come August, it's going to be running fast and furious again. However, if you guys have any ideas or uh, thoughts of shows that you might want to see, just let us know. So we have time in the off season to kind of plan those things out and, and, and get them ready. Yeah. Once spring break happens, I think we'll be, we'll be ready to talk about college football again and, and sort of check in. So if, if you guys want to talk about something, that would be the time to bring it up. Like about the time everybody's like, Jesus, I really miss college football. Yeah. That, and that's when we'll start getting in. Uh, thanks again for checking out the college football round table. And, uh, I'm your host, Rob, in Fayetteville, North Carolina. We got Dano Ikebesa calling out of coastal Connecticut. We've got uh, Trigger Joe. He's running around triggered because uh, they won. So in a good way. Anyway, uh, we will uh, talk to you guys next season, but be on the lookout for As for Lax and As for Baseball. And again, for the crew here at the College Football Roundtable, thanks for taking the 2023 season with us. And as always, go Army. Beat Navy, and we will catch you guys next season. 
Thanks for listening to the Ask for Football College Football Roundtable. Join the AFF team for more hot takes and college football analysis. You can sign up for our mailing list at askforfootball.com forward slash subscribe. Or you can follow us on all social media platforms at Ask for Football. And as always, meet Nate.